Welcome to Gardening Talkback on 2 and URFM. Greg Richard joined by Judy Sharp today. How are you today, Judy? I'm excellent, Greg. Excellent. In a wonderful, happy mood. <laughs> good, good good to hear. What have you got lined up for us today, Judy? Well, I thought um, you'd like to know, yesterday uh, I was taken out for my very first Mother's Day lunch. Very first? Yes, in 50 years. Oh, finally the boys have stepped up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably was a case of I wasn't working, you see, so... Oh, OK. Yeah. Finally had the chance. Yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. And today I'd like to talk about a winter grass and I'd also like to talk about that pest in the, the citrus trees that everyone's still got the leaf miner. Still going around. Oh, yes, it sure is. Right, cool. we'll try and work out how I can get rid of that. We had a question a little bit earlier. A guy has just had a gum tree that's been cut down and he wants to know if he can put the sawdust from the tree around his garden. Is that a good idea? Oh, uh, Greg, certainly, as long as he knows what kind of eucalypt it was yep. uh, and what kind of plant he's putting it around because, you know, they can be quite um, uh, acidic or wrong for certain species like camellias and azaleas. Uh, you know, you're much better off using something like sugarcane mulch. Okay, yep. So you know the pH is correct. But, you know, he could check it. He could do a pH test, if you like, before he used it. All right. Too easy. Oh, okay, that's easy to do. <laughs> easy to do. <laughs> right. You talked about leaf mine a little bit before as well. They're, they're still pestering around. Oh, Greg, unbelievable. So I've come up with yet another solution, and it's called uh, it's Amgro 3-in-1. Okay. And that's what I'm now using on my little lime, and it seems to be bringing it under control. But, of course, everyone goes out and they want to prune off the citrus leaf miner. Yep. That encourages new growth, and the leaf miner attacks the new growth. We've talked about this yep. before. Of course, but, of course, it's going to like fresh leaves. It's going to be yeah, chomping at the bit for yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to be loving it. <laughs> so um, at the moment, I'd be just spraying with the Amgro 3-in-1 yep. uh, and do that regularly and... You know, as the weather gets colder, the leaf miner will probably have a little sleepy buys. Okay. You'd have a... yeah. Winter's coming, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Well, it is coming, yes. It's not far <laughs> away. <laughs> it's starting, is it start next month? Yes, of course. In June. June. Always, yeah. It's always been that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got Sue from Charlestown, and she's got a question about hydrangeas and pruning. Oh, good afternoon, Sue. Good afternoon, Judy. How are you? I'm very, very well today. And yourself? I'm I'm very well too, thank you. That's good. Um, I, I just I know it could be a little bit early to trim the hydrangeas, but I'll be going away and I'll be away for about eight weeks. So I didn't know whether I should do them before I go or wait till I come back. So eight weeks would take us what to the end of July, middle of July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, I'd be leaving them till they come back so you can see where the double eyes are. Well, I'm starting to get double eyes now. That's oh, okay. That's another question I was going to ask. But they're quite high on the, the stem of the um, hydrangeas, and that's near a step, so I need to cut them back further. Mm. I, I, I cut them last year right at the double, but they seem to grow another, you know, 12 inches um, when they that they were ready to flower. So, um, right. But if I cut them on a single bud, they won't flower, will they? No, they won't, no. no. And, you know, I have to say, Sue, if you're going away for eight weeks neglecting your garden, well, (laughs) you know, you're going to have to suffer the consequences, darling. I know, I know. No, truly, I would wait till you come home. Okay, then. Thanks so much, Judy. You have a lovely day. And you have a lovely holiday. 
I will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So we've got Denise now from Adamstown, and she's got an olive tree which might have some white scale on it. Oh, no, Denise, not the white louse scale, the big one. Yes. Oh, <laughs> the nasty little what thing. What do I do when it's only a baby olive tree in a pot? Oh, look, you really need to maybe attack it with um, some malathon and white oil mixed together. That's what I've been spraying on mine. It's, look, it's a very hard scale to get rid of and you'll need oh, to no. do it every 10 days. Okay, I'm just writing this down every 10 days. So malathon and white oil. Malathon and white oil. And, okay. And you can buy that as a mixture, but then you have oh. to put water in. Oh, thank you. And it tells you that on the instructions? Oh, definitely. It'll tell you how many mills to put in and uh, and. You know, it definitely will give you good instructions on it. And do I spray on the top, underneath, or all of the above? All of the above. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, but you've definitely you. got white scale. It's a big one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, oh, oh, oh it yes. Is. No, it's, it's been everywhere. It's been bad this year for some oh, reason. No. I don't know why. I mean, uh, the weather's been up and down like a yo-yo, so... I think it's just taken advantage of us and uh, attacking, unfortunately. Well, I heard you say before about how people are wanting to cut. And I thought, do I cut it off and, you know, give it the season and wait until new leaves come back? And I thought, no, I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, thank you, Denise. (laughs) But, you know, I have a whole... um, fence line of olives uh, and uh, now you've said this I might go and instead of just looking out the window I might open the gate and go around and make sure I haven't got the woolly scale on it because I do have it somewhere else in the garden but olive oh. trees are pretty resistant they are they oh. are and that's why I thought oh this will look beautiful out on my little front porch that's not too big and and then maybe later on I'll put it in the garden. And uh, well, thank you, Judy. I okay. think you should call around my place. See, you're going to go <laughs> to uh, your line of out the front yard. <laughs> well, uh, what do you have on offer for lunch or afternoon tea? <laughs> um, not very good. Anyway, I'm sure we could work out something. Well, Denise, if you get stuck, do give me a call again next week and we'll sort something out off air. (laughs) Thank you, Judy. Thank you so much for your wise words. You're welcome any time, Denise. Bye for now. Bye. Now, Judy, you mentioned about winter grass lawns. This is something I can, I might have something to know about. Yes, well, I hope you I know, do. I know how to cut them. <laughs> and you know how to feed them. Oh, yes, I do. I haven't done that in a while either. No, well, you know, I'm not, not surprised. Anyway. <laughs> we, won't, we won't tear you apart on air. But have you seen any little green tufts coming up? Well, I haven't noticed any. Well, the little green tufts, everyone thinks is grass, and yep. it is grass. It's called winter grass and they get a little seed forming on the top. And then when that seed falls off, the winter grass multiplies. Okay. So now is a very good time to spray for winter grass. So why is winter grass bad? Well, because eventually you have no real grass 
you, it takes over. Oh, okay, yep. It spreads like wildfire. <laughs> wildfire. <Fire>, yep. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so say you were a lawn man mm-hmm. and you went out and swept and dusted your buffalo lawn every afternoon. Yep. Don't laugh, Greg, because <laughs> I know some people, gentlemen, that do do that. Uh, not ladies, mainly gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And you just worship that green yep. grass. And then all of a sudden, these little tufts come up all across your lawn. And then you go into the local nursery and you say, oh, what's this grass? I can't get rid of it. Yep. Well, that's winter grass. And you did you have it last year? Oh, yeah, but not as much as I've got this year. And that's why, because you've got to treat it with a product called Endothel. Okay. So when you go home, you better check your grass because I know you're very proud of your lawn, Greg, no, aren't very, you? very proud of it. And what about the chilies? What are they doing lately? Oh, well, they're still there. Oh. They're not, no, there's no growth or anything on no, them. No, 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 not now. No. But no. I'm concerned about one because I repotted it, but I think it'll, hopefully it comes good. Oh, well, you were worried about that last time I was on air. That's yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, well, it's, leaves are falling off it. Oh. That's not good, is it? Nah. It's still got leaves on there, but... Oh, but it could be just the cold weather we're getting. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's dropping at night, isn't it, really low? And I don't think it held. I don't think it like it being moved out of a pot either. No. Into another pot. Have you got a warm place to put it, you know, on a sheltered veranda or something? Oh, yeah, probably could put it up there. I think you should. Right uh, Particularly if we're going to get frost where you live. Yep. Um, and we get frost sometimes at Merriweather, we do not. But um, <laughs> I can still uh, tell you what to do about the frost. Yep. Um, so I think I'd put it in undercover. All right. I might give that a try. Yeah. And the winter grass, go home and check your lawn. And all you other gardeners out there, particularly you gentlemen who love to have your lawn looking wonderful, please go out and have a look right now and see if you've got any little tufts appearing. Get rid of them ASAP. Yeah, and they're very fine. They're actually okay. grass. Yep. They are actually grass, yeah. But you don't want them at all? No. No, all right. No. And Judy, you mentioned about grass before. Yes. Yes. I've actually got a question for you. There's on a couple of the plants in the back, there's this white fly sort of going around. It's yes. on the, like the cabbages and stuff. That's... That's, yes. You've, you've allowed them, those <laughs> white flies to lay little eggs. Oh, great. And that's what the little egg comes out as a grub and chews the hole in the cabbages and the broccoli and the cauliflower. Right. So it's a matter of dusting. Okay. So, I mean, you don't want to kill those little white butterflies, but it's the only way. Right, yeah. Because they are going to lay eggs and it'll be detrimental. Okay. Mm. So I'll get on, I have to get on that stuff afternoon. Well, that's raining now, so... It's an excuse not to do it now. <laughs> I knew you were looking for an excuse. <laughs> We've got Jeff from Abedit's Green and he's got a blackberry problem. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks. Good. Yep. Yes, so, I just want to um, inquire um, if, if I was to um, spray it, would it have any effect on the. Um, I've got hundreds of little blue wrens come up there and other types of little uh, birds. And would that um, spray have, have any effect on those little birds? Uh, is the blackberry becoming a nuisance, is it? Yeah, well, it's coming in from the um, council a block in next door and, and, from, and from the other side. And oh. it's just really um, starting to sort of um, t- take over. I cut, I cut a, a lot of it out um, 
early in the spring, but I got covered in sort of ticks, so I, so I, you know, I gave it away, you know. Oh, Jeff, have you considered ringing um, the council and saying, could you come and spray uh, that land next to me that's council land, I'm presuming? Yes, it is, yeah. yeah it's a council a drainage block, you know. Yeah, well, I will spray it because I have a park next to me and uh, every now and then I get a visitor in my garage. Sometimes it's a brown snake and sometimes it's a red belly. Oh, yeah. Um, so when that happens, of course, I, you know, I, I call someone to remove the snakes. Uh, that is before I get the spade out. And then the next day I ring the council and they will come and mow the park once they know I've had creatures like that visiting. So yeah. I would suggest you ring and you'd be in Lake Mac there, of course, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd ring them and say nicely, you know, look, you've got this problem um, because I'm a little wary if you've got all those little birds around. Um, the only time you could probably spray it to kill it, um, and, of course, where are they going to hide and have fun then if you kill it? Well, it goes on to... Um, our block goes on to probably a couple of hundred acres of um, bushland. Oh, land, so it? there's plenty of other places they could go. Yeah, there's yeah. tons, yeah. 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 Uh, well, what I'd do if it becomes necessary, uh, and you don't get any cooperation from the council, but I'm sure if they're listening to the program, they might come and do something. Um, I would then spray late at night because, let's face it, when sundown comes... They all go back to their nests, don't they? That's right, they do, of course. And you could probably apply something like zero to the root system so you yeah. weren't actually spraying the leaves. So when they come back tomorrow, the leaves haven't got the zero on it. Put on them, yeah, OK. Yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a big uh, vacant block in next door and it's um, actually coming from over there, but um, and nobody seems to sort of know who... Um, who owns it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. maybe the first call is to the council. Uh, yeah, okay. But, yeah, but, you know, if you just waited till they went back to their nests at night and hit the bottom of the plants uh, okay, with zero, and uh, then when they come back the next day, it's not actually on the leaves. Yeah, right. Okay. Good, good, good thanks. No, that's a, um, um, uh, that'll be a good move. Yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. quite sure how that, how that spray actually... Yeah, if it, was, if it was absorbed through the, through the leaves, or well, it is it is actually absorbed through the leaves. But I'm sure. Um, look, uh, I have a problem, and I call it the strangler vine, and it okay. gets on every hedge I've got growing, and um, where I find its base, its root system, I just pure, pour pure zero, zero over it. Okay, over right. the root system. Uh, otherwise, you know, I'd be climbing ladders trying to pull this wretched strangler vine off, uh, which everyone likes because they think it's pretty and I can assure you it's not. Um, so I think the zero on the base could be the answer, but I do think really, Jeff, just check out and see if the council could come and do something about that block next door. Do it. Is your, is your strangler vine, um, has that got that uh, purple flower, a trumpet-type flower? Yes, Yes. Yeah, well, I've got that too. It's, it's everywhere. It's, uh... And it gets a big seed on it, doesn't it? Uh, well, I've never seen a seed, so it might be a different one. Yeah, uh, well, they're, they're all strangler vines if they <laughs> if they invade our plants, aren't they? Yeah, well, well that just uh, that takes over and it, and it grows yeah. and grows. 
It does, a, yeah, yeah, no. There's another orange vine here, and it, um, oh, it's just like an orange-coloured uh, flower, and it just takes over and um, it gets under the fences, and it's got really heavy uh, stem, I suppose you'd call it, like a vine. Yeah, but you know, that's one people plant deliberately because it is a very pretty, very flower, pretty, it yeah, it is, yes, but it yeah. only flowers once a year during winter and um, early spring. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, it is lovely, so maybe not hit it with a zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't no. put any on your wife's breakfast, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, but, uh, that's a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, Jeff. Okay, thanks very much. Well, we've got Mary Ann from Broad Meadow, and she's got a question about port wine magnolia with mildew. Oh, Mary Ann, mildew. Hello, Judy. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, dear. And port wine magnolias, they're so beautiful, aren't they? But They are. They're really lovely. Look, yeah. I have a hedge of about, and they'd be about 12 metres long. They're about five foot high. I put them in probably four or five years ago. And I noticed a few weeks ago when I I just opening the gate and I happened to notice the leaves. On the top of the leaves, there's little tiny yellowed spots. And when you turn the leaf over, there's patches, corresponding patches of white. Uh, yeah, and, the, and some of it's on the stems. And I'm just wondering what I can do about it. Now, on the stems, you sure that's not... Something like scale or mealybug? Um, well, they're very, it's very tiny. They're very tiny white drifts of stuff. Yeah, because so, port wine are very prone to getting scale. Okay, so maybe that's, you think that might be what it is? Well, I'm guessing. Uh, you could always send a photo through here to the station for us to have a look at next week. Okay, uh, I'll do that. Uh you're better than me because I'm not able to, I'm not tech savvy, but um, I'm sure Greg will explain the how you'll do it. email address is gardening at 2NURFM.com. Oh. Gardening at 2NURFM.com. Yep. Okay, I'll Well, that's that. easy, yeah, and I'll have a look next week when I come in. But in the meantime, it wouldn't hurt you to, uh, even if you've got white oil in the shed, uh, to yep. spray it with white oil. Okay. Until uh, we have a look and see what it is. Is it worth giving them some sea salt or would that stress them too much? No, look, that's only going to improve the root system. Uh, yeah. And at the moment, they're probably wanting to go to sleep for winter anyway. Yeah, uh, that's right. I'm not trying to wake them up. No, we, we all forget that. The plants do like to sleep in the winter, uh, which is why, of course, our indoor plants, we don't feed them during winter. They no, love asleep. No. Yep. No, it makes sense. Okay, look, I'll send those photos through. Oh, that'll be wonderful, Marianne. I'll have a look at them when I'm on next week if they have me back again. Right, <laughs> that's good. Thanks very much, Judy. Thanks, Marianne. Bye. Bye. Judy, roses are always a hot topic around this oh, show, but they are. But you know why? Because in May, people will start, or gardeners will start to see them for sale in retail outlets. Yep. Now, I'm a firm believer and not planting your roses until June. Okay, until June? Until June. Rightio. Because if if you're planting them now, that means they've been dug a little early and they are prone to getting a little bit of dieback. 
You know what that is, of course. Ah, yes, but just to refresh the people who don't know what it is. <laughs> well, the stem from the top starts to die down. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes. And um, uh, even though you might be tempted by all the pretty coloured labels you're going to see of all different roses, uh, you should really wait until next month. Right, yeah. Okay. And prepare your ground first. Yep. Don't put, never put fertiliser in when you're planting new roses. And one of the most spectacular roses you'll ever plant would be the City of Newcastle Bicentenary Rose. I didn't know there was a rose after that. There you go. There you go. So that, what do you do with them? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you could ask what colour, Greg? I'm assuming it'd be red. Of course it's red. And they're in Civic Park. They're in King Edward Park, uh, Jesmond Park, and... Uh, Tammy Fraser, who was the uh, Prime Minister's wife of the time, she came up to Newcastle to launch it. Right. And we had media from all over mm. Sydney mm. and everywhere here in Civic Park. And uh, she was just absolutely delightful and loved Rose. And she actually sent me a photograph of myself and her with the rose in our lapels. So if you want to buy a good rose, highly perfumed, City of Newcastle. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. Well, Judy Sharp, we've run out of time for another week. We have, but we'll need to pick up on the roses next time. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>